Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome, everybody, to episode 179 of Dope Nostalgia Podcast. You're back with me, your host, Naomi. I've been waiting a long time to do this episode because I kind of wanted to have a few under the belt before I dived into this one. My favorite genre of music back in the late 80s, early 90s was called New Jack Swing. If you think you haven't heard New Jack Swing, you probably have. A lot of the R&B and even pop and hip hop music was heavily influenced by the New Jack Swing movement. And my friend Law is here to talk today about New Jack Swing. We're both going to share our top 20 favorite New Jack Swing songs. But first, here's a little background about the genre New Jack Swing. Wikipedia moment. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. New Jack Swing, New Jack, or Swing Beat is a fusion genre of the rhythms and production techniques of hip-hop and dance pop and the urban contemporary sound of R&B. Spearheaded by producers Teddy Riley and Bernard Bell, New Jack Swing was most popular from the late 1980s to early 1990s. Merriam-Webster's online dictionary defines New Jack Swing as pop music usually performed by black musicians that combines elements of jazz, funk, rap, and rhythm and blues. Digital synthesizers were heavily used, notably the Yamaha DX7, Korg M1, and Roland D50. New Jack Swing took up the trend of using sampled beats and tunes and created beats using electronic drum machines such as the SP-1200 sampler and Roland TR-808 to lay an insistent beat under light melody lines and clearly unenunciated vocals. The Roland TR-808 was sampled to create distinctive syncopated swung rhythms with its snare sound being especially prominent. Kyle West remembered 1985 as the year he listened to New Jack Swing with Teddy Riley. Riley, as well as drummer Lenny White, credit the start of New Jack Swing to English singer-songwriter and producer Junior Giscombe and his 1985 single, Oh Louise. Some music critics said Full Force's Alice, I Want You Just For Me was the first New Jack Swing song in 1985, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis called Full Force and said Alice was their favorite song and their favorite group was Full Force. After that, Jam and Lewis produced Janet Jackson's digital R&B album, Control. Musicologist Richard J. Ripani, author of the new blue music, Changes in Rhythm and Blues, from 1950 to 1999, observed that the album was one of the first successful records to influence the rise of New Jack Swing by creating a fusion of R&B, rap, funk, disco, and synthesized percussion. The New Jack Swing sound is particularly evident in the second single, Nasty. The success of Control, according to Ripani, bridged the gap between R&B and rap music. He asserts that since Jackson's album was released in 1986 and was hugely successful, it is not unreasonable to assume that it had at least some impact on the New Jack Swing creations of Teddy Riley. Mantronic's early records in the mid-80s also had New Jack elements. 
the term New Jack Swing was coined in an October 18, 1987 Village Voice profile of Teddy Riley by Barry Michael Cooper. New Jack was a slang term meaning Johnny Come Lately used in a song by Grandmaster Kaz of the Cold Crush Brothers and swing was intended by Cooper to draw an analogy between the music played at the speakeasies of F. Scott Fitzgerald's time to the crack houses of Teddy Riley's time. The term New Jack Swing describes the sound produced and engineered by R&B hip-hop artist and producer Teddy Riley. Riley is an R&B and hip-hop singer-songwriter, musician, and record producer. He led the band Guy in the late 1980s and Blackstreet in the 1990s. Riley said, I define the term New Jack Swing as a new kid on the block who's swinging it. The defining feature of Riley's music was the introduction of swing beats, a rhythmic pattern using offbeat accented 16th note triplets. In an interview with Revolt TV in 2017, Andre Harrell called Riley the inventor of the sound, hailing him the king of New Jack Swing because he invented it. Music website VH1.com notes that while hip hop and R&B are kissing cousins in the 2000s, the two genres were seldom mentioned in the same breath in the early 80s. However, in the late 1980s, during the era of high top fades and parachute pants, producer Teddy Riley and label boss Andre Harrell successfully fused and marketed the two sounds in a sexy, exclamatory music that critics termed New Jack Swing. It sparked a revolution, Riley stated that before New Jack Swing, rappers and singers didn't want anything to do with one another because singers were soft and rappers were street. Riley's new style blended sweet melody and big beats. The sensibilities of Riley's fusion of the styles would forever change pop music and hip-hop music pairing and was further popularized with Bad Boy's dominance of the late 90s through much of the same techniques. Riley, a 19-year-old man from Harlem, quickly became an A-list producer and commanded big fees to add his sound to major artist projects. It's time to dip in with our friend Law and talk some New Jack Swing today. Hey, hey. Hey, there she is. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. I lo love the shirt. <laughs> I thought it would be appropriate for the uh, yeah, subject. It, yes, it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Looking good as usual. <laughs> Thank you. So are you. So how have things been lately? Things have been you great. Busy? I just, yeah, always, you know, the, the, gr the grind stops for no one, even in between when you get a couple of breaks and things like that. And you realize your body is really conditioned for the mission. So it's like, shouldn't I be doing something <laughs> like that kind of thing? And then next thing you know, Hey law, we got a, um, we got a show out here and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, okay, there it is. There's a signal, you know, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's good. It's hard to slow down. When yeah. You keep, keep giving her all the time. Hey, listen, that's how it works. <laughs> well, thank you law for being my special guest today, because I've always wanted to do, an episode purely focused on the genre of new Jack swing. Cause a lot of people you talk to, especially younger people, of course, don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've tried, I try to tell them like this, do you think you don't know new Jack swing, but you do, you have definitely mm -hmm. heard the genre. You've heard the songs. You just don't know what that's what it's referred to as. Well, new Jack swing. I mean, just to put it in the, the shortest way I possibly can, it's the conduit for this generation from our generation, because that's the last part, the combination of R&B and hip hop merged together, even though it was happening kind of like a little bit before 
Teddy Riley started doing all what he did and, and all those groups and those artists came. But mm. if you look at this generation now, most of the stuff that they make TikTok videos off of or sample when they want to go, we're going to go old school. They always seem to go back to the late 80s or the early 90s. It's yep. always either Guy, Keith Sweat, I'll be sure, and definitely Bobby Brown without question. So it's almost like it's it's the new thing, but it's still the old school thing. So that's the thing that the reason why, even though some kids would know it, even if they don't know know it the way that we did because we lived it, we grew up in the era, but a lot of them get a chance when they watch the old videos. And then when you have someone like Bruno Mars, who does a song like Finesse, which is a straight up New Jack Swing, um, a new Jack Swing tribute. Then you see the video when he got the cross colors on, and then they ended the way in Living Color used to end. So that's you know, you went value. there um, right away. I had that in the list of uh, of. I was like, okay, when you talk about New Jack Swing, and if there's mm-hmm. ever been the last song that I've heard that would be considered that genre, it's definitely Bruno Mars' finesse. Yeah, it's just definitely because he was he was paying homage. I mean, overall, mm-hmm. Bruno's twenty four Carat Magic album is a tribute to the full spectrum of R&B music. Versace on the floor is basically something that Jack Wagner would have did pop R&B-wise. Put some perm in your attitude as James Brown, straight up rugged 60s, 70s soul. And then mm-hmm. 24 Cabin Magic is basically old school hip hop with Roger Troutman bassline and talk box. So that's, you know, I'm not surprised. When I heard Finesse, I was like, oh, he went full new Jack Swing with this one. <laughs> I'm like, I love this. And I never love anything new. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of there with you. It, it, it depends on the artist. And, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there who are actually doing a lot of great music. Some of it is throwback and then even some of the newer stuff. But they don't some of them don't get the visibility. And then there's some of them that get the visibility, but then they only get pegged into one thing. So it's, a, it's an even flow at this point and no rules in the industry anymore. You know, it's true. Um, definitely before I started this episode in this chat with you, I'm going to be telling the people about like the actual Wikipedia definition of New Jack. So they'll get a good idea of what it's all about. Um, what do you think is the defining difference between R and B hip hop and New Jack swing? Or is it just that mashup of the two? Well, it's definitely a difference because, um, New Jack swing is the name that personified the new style, because you got to remember when the early 80s came in, you know, funk was kind of getting into this space where they were embracing the new technology. You know, I remember mm-hmm. old school funk was vintage with bass and drums. And then thanks to Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder, and um, of course, Bernie Worrell from Parliament Funkadelic, the music began to change. And then you have to also give credit to the godfather of contemporary R&B, which is Leon Silvers, because he embraced these new sounds and incorporated in disco. But once disco got shut down, it's like, okay, where do we go to now? He said, well, we're on this new thing now where most of the music was either drum programming, synthesizer bass lines, or heavy keyboards. So there was no new beginning of it. There was no real name for it. But as it started getting more progressive, all of a sudden, here's Teddy Riley at the forefront, basically using a lot of the, um, the sounds and samples of like James Brown, but then mashing it up with these high-end frequency keyboards and the drum programming got even sicker. So when you look yes. at someone like Teddy Riley, um, L.A. Reid and Baby, because I'm going to tell you I'm flinched with this. It was so influential that L.A. Reid and Babyface, and believe it or not, even Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they, if you look at their interviews, they always say, they said, you know, Teddy Riley came in with a whole other thing in between what me and Terry and what Babyface was doing. 
and it just brought R&B together as a, as a whole. So the hip hop influence was the dance steps, the fashion, because at that time it's definitely Harlem as always. Harlem and Brooklyn was the fashion templates in terms of the look of the new Jack Swings. So now that we have personification, Teddy Riley said, you know what? I got to start putting a stamp on this thing. If you listen to the song, New Jack Swing with Rex and Effect, he says it. I made the new Jack Swing. Yes, T.R. is. He's giving you the, he finally embraced it. He's like, look, I started this thing. I put, I put this thing together. I didn't do it alone, but I put this mm -hmm. thing together and spearheaded. Now we have a name for it. So it's not just about a sound, but it's also about a look and an image and a feel. Culture, culture, the feel, the image. And, you know, I'm a proud representation of that because that's why I always make the joke. If you saw the video I put up of me doing Keith Sweats, I want her. Um, it was for a Ray Chu soundcheck on my Instagram page. I don't know if you heard what I said. I said, you got, you got your ballys with no socks on? They started laughing. I said, you about to do the running man about 80 times in the video? Because if you look at every New Jack Swing video during that period, if you didn't do the running man and you didn't have the blazer with no shirt, it wasn't New Jack Swing. So, like, literally, we were in it. And because my uncles and them dressed like this in the 80s, we were trying to be like them. You know, we had a little bit more of a rougher edge because, you know, we hardcore Brooklyn. So, But Aaron Hall is from Fort Greene. Aaron Hall and Damon Hall of Brooklyn and Teddy Roddy's from Harlem. So yeah. it, it just was it was a movement. It, was, it, it brings me back so many memories. So anytime I'm at a party, and any one of the top 10, 15 songs that we know for New Jack Swing comes on, I literally lose my shit. So, <laughs> yes. I love that you mentioned the blazers. I love the too big for you blazers with the big shoulders. <laughs> too big for you blazers. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you, can, you can have had that fitted just a little tighter, but I like it. It works. The shoulder pads. And, he, and even got hit, hit. Let me show you how acceptable New Jack Swing was. Because, you know, they still promoted the body image thing back then. So if a guy had a nice body and, you know, he had some abs and shit, but New Jack Swing was so off the cusp that even the guys that didn't have the chiseled bodies were still rocking the blazers with no shirts. And you're like, oh, he's sexy. They didn't care. It was like, look, he can dance, he can sing. I don't, you don't have to have eight, you don't have to have no six pack for me to, to for me to get into him. So that's what made New Jack Swing fair too, because it was fair game. You didn't, you had mm -hmm. to dress the part and you had to somewhat look the part, but at the same time, I mean, question in point, I mean, not question in point, case in point, Heavy D. Now, mm -hmm. Heavy D was hip hop, but of course, because he was produced by Teddy Riley, he's definitely a pillar of the movement. He was a big guy, but all the girls love Heavy D. Of course, didn't presence. Aaron Hall sing on Now That We Found Love? Yeah, exactly. Well, Aaron, mm -hmm. Aaron Hall is singing on, on Now That We Found Love, but you know, Heavy D being a big guy, you gotta remember, Heavy D, Fat Boys and Heavy D predates Biggie. Because had Heavy D and the Fat Boys would have never came out, Biggie would have probably had an even bigger, a, a harder time trying to come into the game being himself. That's why you notice when he got comfortable and he got embraced, what he said in that song, heartthrob never, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Gucci down to the socks. Like he was letting it be known, I ain't screen idol looks, but you know, I got style, I got flavor because I learned from people like Heavy D and the Fat Boys that uh, that big guys can look, that we can look and present ourselves a certain way too. So thank Heavy D for that. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Absolutely. What a legend. I was oh, yeah. say, um, I mean, as a young person growing up and learning the type of music that I love the most, I have to say with all the genres that I enjoy in life of different sounds, different artists, I still think that New Jack Swing is my absolute favorite to this day. And I got to credit a lot of that to the people who were putting it out into the mainstream too. And I think one person who is extremely, extremely fundamentally like pushing the new Jack Swing sound to the masses was Arsenio Hall. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Senio Hall. I mean, that that's a whole nother conversation by itself. I mean, he is without a doubt. No disrespect to Johnny Carson, no disrespect to Jay Leno and all of the other TV talk show hosts that came before him that paved the way. And the thing about Arsenio always gave him props, just so we're clear. Yep. He always showed love. But Arsenio is the people's TV show. Just like how Muhammad Ali is the people's champ. Yeah. Arsenio Hall embraced the fabric even of what we see today. You understand? One minute is Elton John. One minute is De La Soul. Next minute is Guy. It's Bobby Brown, New Edition, um, mm. Troop. You know, he opened the door for all of the New Jack Swing acts to have even a bigger platform and more nationwide attention. High Five. I mean, you know, High Five is not necessarily New Jack Swing, but they were they were coming in at that point when it was being even more cultivated within the genre itself. So um, Arsenio mm -hmm. Hall, without question you know he, he just groundbreak for for anything of music diversity so new jack swing definitely needed a, a place to to kind of cohabit today i mean soul train helped out too but i think arsenio hall pushed a little bit past what don cornelius was doing in terms of giving a lot of the acts who weren't even known as much and then there was more fanfare behind it with late night television where soul train yeah. was doing the big time you know yeah, arsenio had that platform that was accessible to many you know like uh cable television and Absolutely. I mean, up here, up here in Canada, the Arsenio Hall show wasn't even on cable. It was on regular television. Oh, wow. See, yeah, wow. we got it on our like our three basic channels. It was on. Okay. So that's why I always watched it. I know I'm supposed to I was supposed to be in bed at that time, but it didn't matter. I would stay up and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told I told Mark from Color Me Bad. That's, you know, that's, you know, as y'all know, Color Me Bad is one of my biggest influences. And they, they came right at that same time, like 91, 92, where New Jack Swing was already cultivated within the confines of pop music because now all the groups that were selling records, they were borrowing the production concepts from what Telly Riley did. And some took it even further and exaggerated. People like, you know, we don't talk about Dallas Austin that produced mm. all the great boys to men stuff and TLC stuff because to me, that was a hyper version of New Jack Swing. They took what Teddy Riley influenced and made it even more crazy and nutty and, and all out face. there. In your face so it's just like a different thing but um you know and i told mark i said i would my mother i told my mother please let me stay up color me bad is going to be on here and i, I know they're going to be at the time all for love had just came out that that was the mm. second single and i, I stayed up because i wanted to get all the choreography as y'all as everybody knows i I'm love the dance routine in that video oh man mm -hmm. and the colored and the colored big jackets of hey. course with the show with the shoulder pads with that's what he was telling pad. me <laughs> shoulder pad. i love color i love it Oh yeah, Mark, Mark's fun. Mark's fun. I He's love Mark. Shout out to Mark. That's my that's my brother for life, man. I love him so much. One of my biggest idols and my favorite member in coming back, without question. We love you. We love you, Mark. <laughs> One thing I was excited to do when I wanted to have you on the show today was uh, do a top ten New Jack Swing songs between the two of us. But once we sat down and thought about it, there's no way you can do ten. Yeah, you can't. It's, I mean, at least not on a longer time frame, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> no. So we were going to do 20, 10 each. We're going to take turns. You and I can go back and forth. Not in mm -hmm. any particular order. No order. Yeah. No order. But we each of us picked 10 songs that we think are our absolute favorites from the genre. So I'll be putting clips into the show. I won't be playing them between you and I because we don't have time, but. Absolutely. But yes, we can each discuss what that song and what we love about it and whatever. So I'd love you to start with your first pick. 
Um, well, my first pick to me is the personification. Like I told you, um, there are certain records that as soon as you hear the intro, hmm. you run to the floor. And because I was 13, and mind, mind you, I was 13 years, me and my older brother and my cousins, we were clubbing at 13 because of my legendary grandfather. So we had more access to that than most of the kids our age. So we were able to party. So, of course, we in the club <laughs> and guys grooved me. As soon as you hear that vocal and then that beat drop, you can't help but, you know, that just, you know, that's the personification, in my opinion, of New Jack Swing at the very height of its powers. So, um, matter of fact, the whole guy, that whole first album by Guy, I mean, it had seven hit singles. Seven, yeah. not three, not two. Seven hit singles, and that's just the first one. So that's my first pick. And that was the one that Guy has mentioned so many times when you talk about the definition of New Jack Swing. Well, they, they would, what, course, what, what, what Guy, well, I'll put it like this, Teddy, Aaron, Damon, and a special shout out to Timmy Gatlin, who was the original member on the first album cover, because he was also very instrumental in the bass lines and the writing and the concepts of that. But Guy was the gap band of our generation, because Aaron Hall voice is very reminiscent of his idol, who is Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. That's where Aaron Hall yeah. and even our and R. Kelly get their whole vocal style from. So for us, that was the Gap Band of our generation. Great pick, I love it, and it'll be interesting to see what because uh, you and I have different exposure to things to yes, see the absolutely. differences in what we pick. Right, um, mm -hmm. my next pick for this is going to be a song by Pebbles, featuring Salt and Peppa, called Backyard. She's wearing that cool leather wild jacket. Yeah. Jordan Knight had one of those fucking jackets. 
I'm telling you. Yes, yes but, you did. Oh, and yeah. then I'm watching the video again, and I always loved it. And I, I took the whole thing, the song's perfection. And then I noticed Left Eye and T-Boz are in the video. They're dancing. They're they not are. singing. But this is like the first time we ever see the beginnings of TLC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's so, it's an awesome pick. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Backyard. <laughs> oh, I'm in love with that song. That's crazy. Your turn. <laughs> My turn. Okay. Um, definitely without question. The late great Johnny Kemp just got Ooh. paid. Yes. Here's a little fact that what people may not know. Of course, produced by Teddy Riley. Um, it was actually on Johnny Kemp's second album. A lot of people thought that Johnny Kemp was a new artist, but Johnny Kemp and my uncle Bobby used to compete against each other at the Apollo because most of the people that came out of Harlem, they all played the Apollo before they became famous. Mm -hmm. And Keith Sweat is actually the writer of that song. A lot of people don't paid. know that. Yes, just got paid. And, and if you listen so to it, cool. it's now. If you took away, because Johnny Kemp was definitely the, the more stronger, better singer, but if you listen to the, the flow of the lyrics, it sounds like, I can see Keith, I can hear Keith Sweat singing that. Jack the man, I'm looking fly around. I can hear, I can hear him singing that. And, he's, you know, and that's another one. As, as soon as that thing come on, boom, that, boom, that, boom. That's one of those records again. As soon as that, boom, 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 that, boom. It just gives you a feeling. And then shout out to the great NSYNC for redoing it. For yes. their first album, exposing it to the new generation of the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my boy, Joey Fatone. That's my dude. So that's like, shout out to, to them Joey. to do it for doing that. Absolutely. Just got paid. It's Friday. Oh, man. JC yes. sang the shit out of that. Yes, I love yes that he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> JC's a beef. We don't talk about JC enough. I love Justin Timberlake, but I was more of a bigger fan of JC's voice. That's just my opinion. So I've always been uh, hashtag justice for JC. <laughs> oh, Justice, I like that. <laughs> I love to throw that in here and there when I can. Um, yeah, but with, that's another incredible pick. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to my next one, which is another bad creation, Aisha.
day of real mental. And it kind of like reminded me of me and my boys, no ditch, you know what I'm saying? Damn, girl. You picking stuff that wasn't even on, that was on the bottom of my top 15. <laughs> wow. No, like, yes. seriously, the seven young kids put together by Dallas Austin and I think Bell Biv DeVoe is involved in that. Michael Bivens as well. Audition. Yep. DVD. And Dallas. Dallas produced some. Oh, movies. Dallas too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They were so young and adorable and talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Aisha definitely. Um, woo, I mean, I, I, you just took, I just be bringing back memories because the thing is just that the first thing I said, and then I saw Michael Bivens in the video, I said, this is a new edition all over again. Look at this. Yes. You know, Michael Bivens and Dallas Austin knew exactly what. And by the way, that whole album, Coon at the Playground, excellent album. This we don't killer. talk about that stuff. Yep. 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 And uh, the other play, um, Cooling at the Playground, too. That Playground's a big song. Oh, I yeah. like that one as well. But Absolutely. I'm picking Aisha because I love the chorus. I love the melody of the chorus. It just, oh. <laughs> I love how these little kids wrote these lyrics about like falling in love for the first time. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it, it was, a, that's when innocence, even for young kids that were, you know, they, they, you know, they're from Atlanta. So the whole thing is that that's another reason we got to see a lot of that because not too long, even before, after that, here comes TLC and then here comes the Highland Place mobsters and the whole of faith team mm. bringing out, putting out their version of, of, of their improvement or not, not improvement, but their take on what Teddy Riley and us in New York had already started. And I, I love it. I love every part of it. What's your next pick? Okay, my next pick is definitely going to be my LA girls, Shireen, my crush, Joyce Tauber, <laughs> and Demonica, AKA the good girls. Your sweetness. We, that was the song of 89 in the summertime. This, now, I'm let me, let, me, let me take out of Brooklyn for a minute. Every car, like, if, you know how you know your song was hot in New York? Radio was one thing, but if your song wasn't being played out of every drug dealer's Jeep or people who were rolling, it wasn't hot. Your sweetness was played everywhere from the clubs to the cars on people's stereos. And let me just also mention, if it wasn't for the Good Girls and another group called The Girls that was produced by um, Albie Shore and they were out on Uptown mm -hmm. Records, they pioneered what was called the New Jill Swing. Because remember, oh. New Jack Swing was all about the fellas. But yeah. now we finally had girl groups that we can scream and, and go crazy over. And then of course, two years later, even though both of those groups kind of faded out a bit, it opened the door for SWV, TLC, mm -hmm. Escape, ex-girlfriend in Vogue, I mean, black girl, I could go on and on because the 90s had a bunch of girl groups 
that would take the template of what the good girl started and improve on that. But it all goes back to New Jack Swing because your sweetness is their biggest record. Plus, as most blockheads know, they were the opening act for the No More Games tour. So, very cool. Oh. I love I love those little tidbits. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a great pick too. And uh, I always want that that doesn't have anything to do with MC Hammer's Yo Sweetness, does it? No, no, no. But but everybody, you know, actually, actually, no. That credit goes to Barry White because mm. Barry White had a song called "Your Sweetness." My, it's nothing like those two songs, but it's like it's like one of those colloquialisms. Your sweetness, um, is my weakness. I can't really. It, it rhymes. It's a songwriter. It rhymes. Thing. It rhymes exactly. So, <laughs> it works. You know? mm -hmm. Okay, my next pick. I'm going with the group called Riff, who oh, had a uh, song. My boy. On had a song on a movie soundtrack with Wesley Snipes. Yes. The song's yes. called White Men Can't Jump. I can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what up, you know? What's up, baby? Just kicking this in 92 for the basketball. Check it out. Swing. That song was kind of suspect in the beginning, but it's definitely New Jack Swing for sure. The whole groove of it, the harmonies, mm -hmm. it definitely it's definitely a New Jack Swing. But I go, I was like, okay, what does this have to do with the actual part of R&B? But, but I loved yeah. it though. Shout out to my boy Nitty Green, man. That's my dude. Isn't Nitty awesome? Yes, that's my I love dude. Those guys. Yes, he's been on here a couple times. I always enjoy talking to him. Yeah, Nitty's Nitt the truth, man. That's my big brother. Patterson, Jersey in the building. <laughs> and then now we're going to go back to your pick. Okay. Well, um, definitely another personification of New Jack Swing. You can't talk about New Jack Swing and not mention Keith Sweat. And yeah. the song that I that I first heard, because remember, he was being played in the clubs already kind of early with something just ain't right. But the song that that most of us got familiar with him with is um I wanna do 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 do
Another one, even to this day, 30, 40 something years later, mm. when that record comes on, that's one of those records. And then, and then, and then keep, and then, as we all know, keep had a very different voice because he wasn't high pitch falsetto like I'll be sure. He wasn't extra soulful and riffy like Aaron Hall. He just had this real, like, you know, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with the band Slave who had the lead singer Steve Arrington. Steve Aaron's had a very nasally kind of, you know, I love you, girl, like that kind of thing. And oh, yeah? he actually got a lot of his style from Steve Aronson. Um, Steve Aronson had a song called, um, you probably know it, Walking Down the Street Watching Ladies Go By Watching You. And the guy comes, looking on the ladies, all of them fine. That's how Steve Aronson <laughs> sings. So Keith okay. Sweat basically took that style vocally and added a whole other dimension to, to New Jack Swing because he didn't sound, Keith Sweat don't sound like nobody. He sounds like himself. And that's why I became a fan because it was his, his tone was very unique, very distinct. And then mm -hmm. you got Charlie Riley producing your shit. So you really can't lose at that point. And he's still here. You're right. And he was massive. He had a huge, huge career too. Still Six does. platinum albums but... ain't no fluke, girl. Six nope. platinum records in a row. And a lot of New Jack Swing artists kind of, kind of fell off. He... Seven, six platinum records ain't no fluke. That means you're doing something right, you know? <laughs> this next pick might not, this might be controversial, but I'm saying this is absolutely a New Jack Swing song. Dirty Dog, New Kids on the Block. There's a lot of reasons why, but I'm, I'm gonna let you tell it because it's your pick. So go for no, it. No, I mean, this was the part of their career where things they were they were trying to become themselves as adults, and they were mm -hmm. having a hard time establishing that part of their career. 
um, because mm-hmm. the kids were growing up or the kids didn't really, the, that were the fans that were the younger fan base didn't really understand what was happening. Because they were still pop contrived with a lot of that. So there's a lot of stuff that they were still hooked on the whole teen idol part of who new kids were when us real diehard fans who knew the history face the music is really more of who they are than any other record besides the block and all the later stuff. Truthfully. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, it more showcased the type of music that they listened to and grew up on exactly. uh, as men. So they were trying to finally take the reins themselves and mm-hmm. make this amazing album that is filled with amazing new Jack Swing songs. But yeah, <laughs> the reason it's controversial is also because I wonder, does it matter if they were white kids doing it? No, it didn't matter because first of all, um, Teddy Riley, no matter of fact, no, no. Dallas Austin had a white group called Sudden Impact mm-hmm. that never came out. If you look at the, if you look at the, um, what video was this? Um, oh, if you look at the Boys to Men video, mm-hmm. they showcase ABC. If you look at parts of the video, they they ABC's in the video said another bad creation. This is before their record came out, and then they showed Sudden Impact, it's a bunch okay. of white guys. Okay. So it has nothing, you know, like like all things musical. I always tell you know, of course. R&B, like all American music, is without question black derivative. Let's 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 talk. If we're gonna talk, yes. if we're gonna talk. Let's talk truthfully. However, yes. if you've done the homework and you already engulfed the same way how New Kids and so many other artists like Tina Marie and even Tina Marie had a couple of New Jack swing records during like 91, 92, and she was experimenting herself. And you know she's from the late 70s. So think about that for one second in terms mm-hmm. of that. Color doesn't matter if you if you've done the if you've done the homework. And you put in the work, and you sound great. The color thing doesn't matter. We 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 believe you. That's why people believe new kids because it, they were believable, you know. We, and we that we record. love we love the sounds that we love regardless of what color we are. You know, absolutely um, the music mm-hmm. that we love it makes us feel a certain way no matter what. So, I've always been a big supporter of the Face the Music album, and I absolutely love Dirty Dog, which is why it's on my list. Not just wow. because I totally adore new kids, but you know that. Oh, you can look, we, look, we both can be biased when it comes to that, because um, you got the flavors, actually my favorite off the first four songs that start the album off. And the thing mm. is that everybody can't say that they had Teddy Riley and Leon Silvers working on their album. But, you yeah. know, me, me and Donnie had an amazing conversation um, at the BlockCon and we talked about that. He was telling me how Leon and Teddy, when it came to vocals and stuff like that, he said that was definitely the most vocally challenging for them. Because, you know, as y'all know, I work with Leon Silvers, and I'm here to tell you, the stories you hear about Leon being a taskmaster in the studio, I'm a living they witness. He made you work. He made me work. Oh, yeah, he made me work. He made Donnie work. He made Jordan work. So, yeah, absolutely. That was good for them. Oh, yeah. That, that was, That's a great experience for them to have said they've gone through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia.
Wasn't really known for his up tempo stuff. Okay. He's no, you know, Christopher Williams. Um, shout out to Christopher Williams, BX stand up Bronx all day. Um, Christopher Williams was known for his ballads because he had that Teddy Pendergrass. If I'm dreaming, you know, it was very <laughs> interesting. And that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, somebody probably correct me on this later. That's actually his biggest record. Yeah, he's known for his ballads. He's known for his love ballads and and love baby making songs. But that record, as soon as it comes on, remember it don't start with the beat. It starts with his keyboards and the and and the, and the voice. Don't work me. Oh, people just run to the floor and as soon as that beat drop. Boom, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that's that's New Jack Swing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, shout out to Christopher Williams. He's still out here kicking ass and doing amazing. BX stand up. Oh, I'm so happy with that pick. That's great. Okay, I'm going into one that's really obvious when we talk okay. about new edition, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, Johnny Gill, rub you the right way. I can't survive. 
know what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love Johnny Gill. He was one of my favorite singers of New Edition. Man, listen, we, we used to make fun of that. We used to make fun of that video because <laughs> Johnny Gill finally learned how to dance. He was like, yes, he got some rhythm. Yes, yes. Because, you know, that was that was that was the running joke. Once he got a new edition, he had to he had to get broken in dance wise. But that song and, of course, shout out to my Minneapolis uncles, my mentors, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They said we want to make a Teddy Pendergrass song for the 90s. And who better than Johnny Gill to represent that? And it gave Johnny Gill finally the solo break that he'd been hoping for. Because remember, he had solo records before New Edition that were pretty popular. Like per Perfect Combination with Stacey Lattisaw was a huge record. But he could never seem to break the mainstream. And with that record, at the mm -hmm. height, was 91, ni like 90, 1990, 91, right mm -hmm. at the height. Again, the movement of New Jack Swing was already here. And here he comes with, what you been missing in the <laughs> <laughs> when you feel the magic in my head, that was that. That's our shit. I love that song. That's all I, the growls. I can make. I can make one. I can make one of Johnny because he's one of my vocal idols. I I love him. Every time I, I get a chance to see him and on, on the tours and stuff like that, we always talk about that. And I'm just like, you know, that's a great pick. Thank you hey, so listen, much. If the new edition girls haven't done this already, I'm gonna make a new hashtag: Gil Growls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Gil Grounds, Oh, my man. God. It just, because to this day, me and my brother still, we just, don't call me. My, my brother just called me be like, a light massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, me and my brother's stupid. I'm telling you, me and my brother's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I love you. I love you so much, Naomi. <laughs> you get it. That's why you understand it. <laughs> oh, it's too fun. It's your turn now. Okay, so, of course, the song that definitely, along with Grew Me By Guy, and of course, all in the same camp, once again, shout out to the incomparable Teddy Riley. Mm -hmm. Without question, Bobby Brown, my pariah. record so you gotta remember what that record that record did two things it put the new jack swing on an even bigger mainstream level number one and number two 
it made Bobby Brown the most unlikely pop star. Because remember, he got kicked out of New Edition. And the thing was that he was always like the second or third lead singer in the group. And when people heard he got kicked out, they were just like, okay, it's, I guess it's over for him. He, you know, he, he ain't going to make it that far as a solo wise. It was, it was really all about Ralph. And Bob, with that record and the whole Don't Be Cool album, Bobby Brown ended up selling more records than New Edition and became the most unlikely pop star. Not R&B star. He was already that. Mm -hmm. He became a pop star. Yep. So on my prerogative to this day, as soon as you hear that line, and Britney Spears knows because Britney Spears ended up doing it over for her album and made it even more famous for the generation that probably wasn't familiar with Bobby Brown, especially during that time because Bobby Brown was more known for getting in trouble with the law as opposed to his music. So, mm -hmm. you know? So From that, my that's prerogative, that's, yeah. that's like one of the essentials, you know? Yes, when, when top you talk five. About sub, when you talk about the subject... And uh, even from that to humping around like the, oh yes, that he was he was at in his prime, he was a megastar. Oh yeah, absolutely, my idol for sure, without mm -hmm. question. Um, next choice we have is from the album "Dangerous" by Michael Jackson. It's oh <laughs> damn, you went there, you went there. Sorry, go ahead. I have to go there. This is not only yes! dangerous. Dangerous is the biggest selling new jack swing album of all time because it's michael jackson but the song i chose was she drives me wild honking beep, beep, beep. and then that slapping rhythm like i love that where you just feel like you're getting smacked with the beat that's that teddy riley that's mm -hmm. that that whole thing oh man yep. see you see see my i ain't gonna tell you what my next one is because now i'm gonna have to go there with you now <laughs> well we haven't we i don't think yet we have picked one another's picks have we not yet no but but one of the picks that i had is in my list is from that same album you're talking about well this is perfect good <laughs> and 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 and, and, and it's a, and it's a I'm, I'm gonna make this one a tie for myself only because it's the same album. Okay. Remember the time, definitely. That is what it is, without question. But also, my favorite song on the Dangerous album is the song Dangerous.
record, it may, it, if, if, to me, Michael Jackson was, you know, he's always been a smart guy. He knew this is what's happening now. I need to get in on this. And that's the reason why Dangerous, and in my personal opinion, as a diehard, as you know, diehard Jackson aficionado, mm -hmm. I dare to say that is the last great Michael Jackson album all the way through. In yes. my personal opinion, because because he got in with our generation at the time of what we were listening to, but he was still Michael though. The only song that wasn't New Jack Swing, in essence, was probably given to me in Black or White. But everything else in that record was definitely mm -hmm. um, New Jack Swing influence. And by the way, one one more thing, a shout out to the recently departed, the late great Bernard Bell, the man who wrote on a lot of Teddy Riley production stuff, including I like the way the Kissing Game by High Five and 90% of the Dangerous album, including Remember the Time, one of the illest writers in, in the game. We lost him on, on this year, so. Thank you for sharing that for all the people who didn't know that and his influence in, in the community. Absolutely, Thank you. Hard, hardcore influence, hardcore. My next pick is Tony, Tony, Tony. Feels good. Play this record as frequently as possible. Then, as it becomes easier for you, play the record once a day or as needed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I <laughs> yeah. love it. No, 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 no. I love it too. I love it too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it's, I mean, it's not a complicated song by any means, but it's just, it's all, it literally feels good. Like, the, like the chorus says, listening to it and just enjoying it and pumping it down when you're driving down the street or whatever. It's just a great tune. Yeah, I, I was about to say, because see, the thing with, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony are the proprietors of what we would later call Neo Soul. Now, for ah. those who are paying attention, after New Jack Swing had his run, there was this uprising of younger artists that were favoring more of the vintage funk, R&B, soulful stuff from our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... Tony, 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 when they did It Feels Good, that was actually the last of that whole component. Because if you notice, after that record, the rest of their records would be more in the vein of what was set up Neo Soul. Next thing you know, okay. D'Angelo, Maxwell, Erica Badu comes out. It's a whole movement. So that's so what like, I was like, uh-uh. Like, you know so, like, so it's literally like on the cusp, right? So it's it's yes, got some absolutely. of that, but it's also becoming another new genre at the time. Absolutely. Because that's 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 Raphael playing bass. You got to remember, on most New Jack Swing records, live instrumentation outside of guitar wasn't really allowed. But as we know, 
Tony, 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 they from the Bay. In the Bay, that Oakland funk, that bass line, on, it feels good. You no, know, that's Raphael playing a live bass over a new Jack Swing. So. so that's why I go with that song. I wouldn't call If I yeah. Had No Loot a new Jack Swing song. No. I wouldn't call yeah, it that. A- absolutely. You know Matter of I mean? fact, did you, did you ever hear the sample? Of, um, if I had no loot, and you can do Jack Swing on my nuts. You ever hear that party song? <laughs> yes, yes. Except for yes. Ice Cube. No, that was intentional because they were basically saying that New Jack Swing is dead. Now we on this new shit. The name of the album is called Sons of Soul. And that's when Neo Soul began to kind of slowly okay. move up the ranks. Yeah. And New Jack Swing was over. Good. Not I'm, over, I'm... but put the lights out. I don't mean good. I mean, good that we brought that up because that kind of yeah. helps tell the story of the genre, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. There you go. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, today, him or me. Um, that's 89, 88, 89. Now, here's the thing. New edition represented the temptations of our generation. <laughs> yes. Today would be the four tops. You didn't have a lot of four-man groups. Right. And the cool thing about, um, about the group today, their lead singer, another instrumental figure in the creation and the um, upheld the, um, the New Jack Swing movement by the name of Big Bob. Big Bub had one of the most distinct voices in R&B, number one. Incredible singer. One of my favorite singers from the New Jack Swing era. You know, he's six foot seven. He's a big guy. You know, not six foot seven. He's, a, he's about uh, under there. He's not super tall, but he's tall enough. And he just had a presence. So the other three guys, they stepped behind him very much like the Four Tops. Had a main lead singer of that generation. But Big Bub is also one of the writers on my prerogative along with Alan Hall. Really? So, so him or me was like the was was one of they only had like five or six hit records and him or me is probably their most famous one and that one is produced by Teddy Rowdy as well and it was a little bit more sinister it wasn't it wasn't like none of the other New Jack Swing records it had more of a like a like a boom 
boom, 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 boom. It's like real, real sinister, but sexy. Like, it wasn't as, it wasn't as hard. It wasn't like, yeah, it was just more like, <laughs> like a darker down, undertone. Down. Yeah, but then Big Bub's voice is just so amazing, man. He just, you know, he would go into his fall. He would go from his natural to his falsetto. I studied him a lot, you know. So that's mm. like, shout out to Big Bub, one of the most distinct singers in the genre of New Jack swing R and B, and bar none, one of the baddest singers on the planet, without question. You were the right guy to do this episode with because you definitely know a lot of the songs too that we can now discover that we might not have heard the first time. So thank, thank you, you for bringing it. for bringing the, uh, you know the the quieter hits to the table too. You know, absolutely. It's simple, but, the quieter hits are important. You know, they and, are important. And showing how everything links together because mm -hmm. it all does. All of it has a, like a degree of separation from the next thing. So absolutely. All oh, right, yeah. my ne my next pick for you. I've got three left. This one is by Karen White, and it's called, wait, it's called Walking the Dog. track i went i was like i, I love you name. naomi damn you know your shit i love it oh my god <laughs> that's my big I bought that tape i bought that tape i bought that tape and i fucking yes. loved it like and i was like always drawn to that song not just because i was young and i thought it was funny to compare a relationship to to, to dog walking <laughs> and taking care of your pet but just ah. the, just the music the music was great felt that song it was fun yeah, can't shout out to my big sister Cameron White, who's still out here kicking ass, doing her thing, looking amazing. Mm -hmm. She's on the road right now with O'Brien, like just just serving it. That's a whole nother history with her. But thank you for saying that because again, like, like I said earlier, um, New Jack Swing was so influential between the years of '88 and '93 that everybody followed suit at some point. Like I said, Jimmy and Terry even did their take on it. L.A. Reid and Babyface. Now they still have their own sound. Let me, let me just make it clear: they still yes. have their own sound. But you can. I, but Jimmy says it all the time. Jimmy Jam always says, "Of course we were. You know, of course we was looking at what Teddy was doing too." He's like, you know, incorporate a little bit of that in there too. But it was still men. They still kept in Minneapolis the same way how L.A. Reid and Babyface still kept it in Indianapolis. So it's just very, you know. It, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, since, were, so I'm gonna piggyback off of you. 
Good. The next one. Do it. So, since, since we're talking about Karen White and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, then I have to mention this list, Janet Jackson, State of the World. That was the obvious New Jack Swing influence. Body like Rhythm Nation 1814 as well as the album Janet both had a lot of new Jack Swing oh my amazing God. tunes on there. That is a conversation for a whole nother podcast. That's its own episode. <laughs> that is completely its own episode. But but just talking about Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and their influence, it's just mm-hmm. it still says Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis all over it when you listen to it. Which Absolutely. Just, you know, just he, but hearing that that influence is there and how they Absolutely. all work together to create a sound that created an era, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good pick. Oh, I love that dude. <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's my second last one. And I didn't know if I would call this artist new Jack swing. I kind of debated over it, but I went with it anyway. Prince. Prince. I went <laughs> get off.
yes, new power generation <laughs> was new Jack. He was he was Prince was listening to what was going on, and then he put the classic Prince stamp on it. Hell, see, this is huh, Naomi. I, I done said this about probably eight times in this podcast, and I'll say it again for the world to hear. And I don't give a fuck who likes it or don't. I love you so much. Oh, thanks. You really, because it's so refreshing to talk with someone that really knows. The new power generation is actually my second favorite era of the Prince of, of Prince's career because mm-hmm. he embraced the fullness of hip hop. Get on now, now of course, Prince is not a new Jack Swing artist, but mm-hmm. Get Off is definitely <laughs> new Jack Swing influence. Prince was <laughs> always listening. So the thing is, is that, you know, and, 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 I mean, as, as, mo- as most of the fans know, I have a song with Tony M as well as Jelly Bean Johnson and Monty Moore from Mars in the Time called She Can Get It. And the mm-hmm. thing about it is that the reason why I wanted Tony M on the record, because to me, Tony M's rapping on those songs gave it the hip hop edge that it needed. But Prince's production, he was smart enough to, to still keep it. That's Mark and Roll, but that drum sample, boom, that up. Yep. Jack Swain drum program. He definitely was some Teddy Riley, without question. Yep. Oh, you, you got it. Your ear, your ear is amazing. I love your ear because you can I hear had, it. I had no business listening to that song. I think, I think a lot of <laughs> us, that age. a lot of us, <laughs> a lot of us had no business listening to that song. <laughs> you i love this dirty growl to it and i'm sitting there going i have no idea what they're talking about i've always <laughs> said the more the more grimier and dirtier it is the, the better the better it is because i think at that time because you know the 90s I mean, let me say this real quick the 90s 80s was us figuring parts out mm-hmm. the 90s was definitely the era of self-discovery you knew more about who you were by the time the 90s came along you kind of knew, well, at least you were settling into who you were. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I, I want to make sure I, I said it right. A very good analogy. Mm-hmm. More confidence. More confidence in oh, what was happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Your, you got your last yeah. one up, right? <laughs> your pick. Yeah. Um, that's Is right. it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, shit. I just said this last, this the last one, right? <laughs> sure. You're allowed one honorable mention as well. I have one. Okay. So this, this, so. The last one I'm going to pick, and you know, I'm, I can't go through without mentioning this particular song. Without question, I'll be sure. Babe, you're yeah. going to get off on your own, girl. going to really get off on your own.
because I'll be sure. What's the title most- of the song? Off on your own, girl. Off on your own. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is that because you got to remember, he's another one. His biggest hit record was a mid-tempo ballad, which was Night and Day. Night and Day has New Jack Swing elements, but it was so broad in scope because of the textures of the instrumentation, it's hard to place that. So all the other songs on I'll Be Sure's In Effect Mode album, which is a classic album, the New Jack Swing, definitely fit the, fit the mold more. It even um, Rescue Me. Do you wanna, do you wanna rescue me? Like that whole, those are more New Jack Swing potencies that him and Teddy Riley came up with together. So definitely Off On Your Own Girl was the one record that you can play and the girls and the guys are singing along with it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it had that vibe. So that's definitely the um the, the last of that in, ter- in terms of New Jack Swing and in that list. I like that uh, last pick, especially because, well, I noticed that I'll be sure gets mentioned quite a bit when you bring up this genre. So I think mm-hmm. they a lot of their songs are in like the top 50 New Jack lists all the time. Yeah, and especially not to mention if it wasn't for Al B. Shore and his cousin Kyle West, who I had the pleasure of working with a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't have Jodeci because see that see how see how it all leads in because they were ushering the new era. So when Jodeci and Boys to Men, and then later on Drew Hill and and all these other groups come in, Al B. Shore helped spearhead for Uptown Records. And by the way, another shout out to the late legendary Andre Harrell, Uptown Records. That is the home of the New Jack Swing. Yeah. A lot of those records had the stamp of the Uptown Records logo. Andre Harrell, rest in peace, without question. It wasn't for him having to create a label for, for Albie Shaw, Heavy D, and all the other people we mentioned, like mm-hmm. Guy, there wouldn't be a New Jack Swing. So again, we miss you, Andre. Much love to you. Very important. Glad you mentioned it. Well, my absolute last pick, Mm-hmm. is a song by Whitney Houston. Oh, which one? Uh-oh. Because it's My Name Is Not Susan. I was like, is this a pop song? Is this just a pop song or is it a pop song that's influenced with New Jack? No, that's I it right there. Know. No, no, because Whitney Houston was a pop star, but that song is definitely New Jack Swing. 
influence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's still New Jack Swing. It doesn't matter. It's still New Jack Swing. <laughs> okay. And we got, we got a, just sending, you know, some Whitney love out there into the universe. But uh... no, because no, but, but 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 here's the thing. It goes back to what we said earlier. 90% of the artists, be it pop, R&B, and definitely when house music started to make its entrance in there too, there will always be an element of New Jack Swing in the mix of that. Like I said, from the years of 88 to 93, mm -hmm. a lot of the artists who we love, whether they were white pop artists or black pop on R&B artists, they all had at least one or two New Jack Swing records. And to add to my points, you said honorable mention. Yes. My, my honorable mention. This is it. This is a song. To this day, he hates this album. He wasn't happy. He's very shocked when I he said, you know, you said, Law, you, you always shock me when you tell me how much you love that album because I was forced to make that record because, you know, things were changing and Warner Brothers was telling me, Morris Day had a song called Circle of Love, produced by Bernard Bell, who I mentioned earlier, the late, great Bernard Bell. He produced mm -hmm. it. And it's on an album called, it was one on a Mars, Mars Day solo album called Guarantee. Very different. Now, now you see why I'm saying that, right? Because everybody know Mars is known for Minneapolis funk, Jungle Love, Oak Tree, all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. here in 1992, Mars Day comes out with a new Jack Swing album, mm -hmm. which to me, was dope. Some, I mean, most of the songs were dope. There's a few other joints I wasn't too fond of, but Circle of Love, that shit, even the way it starts, I'm like, it's this keyboard, like, boom, and all of a sudden, the beat just drops. I said, Morris is doing New Jack Swing, and honestly, he sounded dope. I tell him all the time, I said, dude, I know you, you're your own worst critic, because you know that, you know, as I know, Morris Day is one of my mentors, my Minneapolis uncle, I love him. Shout out to Morris Day. But I always, that's the only time we don't agree. <laughs> he was like, I hated that album. He said, I wasn't really into it. I said, but dude, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying that because I'm in front of you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not being biased. That song is one of the best New Jack Swing songs ever recorded. And when Bernard Bell was still living, I told him that too. I made sure he knew that's one of my favorite productions and songs that he wrote for the New Jack Swing. Whether it's something that the artists themselves was invested in or not, it's nice for them, I think, to know that, hey, this this made people happy, you know? Yeah. But that's it, important it still because worked. those records, yeah. I mean, it, it still worked because, I mean, he, he was able, he was still doing shows on Soul Train. He had a little mini tour. And the album didn't sell all that well because I think people didn't really buy into him doing New Jack Swing either. And then right around that time, the sound was starting to change. Mm -hmm. 92, 93, like I told you, the uprising of, of gangster rap, number one, Mm -hmm. So no more dancing around. Now everybody was just Mr. Snoop Dogg. Thank Dr. Dr. Dre's to blame for that. So when Death Row and all that <laughs> stuff came out, Thanks, and Dre. then now all of a sudden, here comes Neo Soul, something that the brand new heavies, Jamiroquai and Tony, Tony, Tony kind of spearheaded because they were making these new records, but they had that old school 1970s sound. And now New Jack Swing was no longer mm -hmm. a part of the mix anymore. So... We really covered the whole evolution from the beginning to the end, I think, with so many different uh, glimpses into it. And um, yes, I want I want everyone to know that there will be a special Spotify playlist that is going to be Law and I's special New Jack Swing playlist. Yes, and I will yes. Be, I'll be putting up a link if you want to check out all of these songs that we talked about today. 
we will get that in your hands. And my last honorable mention, I want to say, because I'm about to do an episode about this artist. This is very obscure. Go for it. She was the star of the show, A Different World. She played Whitley. Yeah. (laughs) She played the character Whitley. Her name is Jasmine Guy. I'm about to throw my phone. I'm about to throw my phone at you. Jasmine Guy and her song, Cry Me. Yes. Produced by my big brother's full force. Shout out to Bo Legaloo. Happy birthday, Bo Legaloo. Here's a birthday a few days ago. I got to give him a call. But um, full force. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely, Naomi. And dope-ass song, too. Dope-ass mm-hmm. song. The whole, Love that I song. listened to the whole album today, and I was like... Yeah, the whole album is, was amazing. I wish I wish she would have did more. I was so mad when she didn't do more albums, man. You know, but oh my God, you, you just, you just, you continuously blow my mind, Naomi. I love the fact that you, you know your shit. I, I love that. Wow. I wasn't, I was very honest in, in saying that I've always thought this was my favorite genre and I tried, I, I was what, 12, 13 years old and I dived deep. So. It, no, but, 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 it's, but, but, but honestly, it shows, it shows. I, I think, I mean, like I said, we couldn't, there's so many other songs we could have talked about, obviously not for the, for the episode, but, um, like I said, from 88 to 92, 93, there are so many artists. Some of them had short-lived span. Like I said, Good Girls only had two albums, but if it wasn't for the Good Girls, it wouldn't be no TLC because Pebbles based TLC off of her love for the Good Girls. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She'll tell you that. If you ever meet Pebbles, she'll tell you the idea that she got for TLC was watching the Good Girls perform Your Sweetness is My Weakness on Soul Train. So the thing is that all the connecting links that we have when it comes to the New Jack Swing genre, it makes sense on how music evolves and how music changes. And there's so many other artists that we didn't even get a chance to mention in between like Abstract and um, Basic Black. I know, I know you remember Basic Black. They only had like one or two records, but they were yeah. still part of that movement of New Jack Swing that was so important and, and, and relative to, to what we do now. And, you know, 30, 40 something years later, it's still being celebrated, you know? Yes. Yes. And I think if there, if anything, if, they, if there's a new movement in hip hop, I, I hope that they still continue to pay tribute and respect to the new Jack swing era as much as possible, mm-hmm. because I love hearing when those elements come out in something like a Bruno Mars track, you know, it's nice. Well, I mean, and, and, and I mean, like with all genres of music, like all sub genres of music, um, as I've always said, the real shit will never die. Music comes in cycles. And I think that when a lot of new artists, even if they do it a different way, there's going to always be a connecting link of influence one way or the other. And like I said earlier, New Jack Swing was the last component in our last part of our generation from that era that seems to connect to all of the people of this era. Mm-hmm. Because most of the new songs you hear now they taking all the courses now. Tony, Tony, Tony got sampled at least three times last year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like that's seriously. I mean, and then Teddy Riley and then baby and then Babyface has been working with some of the newer artists now. See what I'm saying? So that's wow. why you just the, you know the, the whole conglomerate of that shows you that the influence will never die. You know, New Jack Swing forever. Forever. I'm so grateful for your time today, Law. You have been a fantastic guest and a good friend. So I hope I get to see you on the cruise this year. Oh, yes, you will. And, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your love, your yeah. support. 
your friendship, and of course, your incredible knowledge as well. Because you know, I always get this credit of being and like, like he's the historian. I'm, I'll take credit for that, but I'm not. That's I'm not the only one. It's just people that people who are very passionate about music, like mm -hmm. yourself, like I am. That makes me know that I'm not alone because there were times where I was alone. I'm the only guy in the room that knows this stuff. And then you make the feel a certain way because you just happen to know that, you know, mm -hmm. I can't help it. I grew up in a famous family that's in the industry, but I wasn't always around my family. So having this knowledge was just me really digging deep on my own merit and then getting around people of our age group that really was digging in deep with me. So um, there's just millions out there. There's millions out there who appreciated the genre. So they're going to hopefully you know, really connect with what we talked about today. Yeah, that's that's why I thank you so much for even having me. I, I appreciate you for just having me on and 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 just being able to share this time with you. And this is stuff that we talked about when we hang out together, when we were on the cruise and stuff, and just off and on during the course of the last year between now. So, um, Naomi, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.